The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenz. We're kicking it. It's level two. We're breaking it down. Wild night at the Staples uh, Center tonight as the Washington Wizards survive 127-124. We jumped up and in on the Wizards, plus the points at the half, and we grabbed the over uh, as well. It was a weird night in the NBA tonight. Some of the games played to script. Some of them did not. Mondays can often be strange in the real world. It's like back to work for them as well, a lot of teams. You know, Memphis didn't show up tonight. Uh, Memphis, you know, we're getting smashed early. They didn't show up uh, tonight. The Houston Rockets have big problems. Houston, we have a problem? Yeah, they've got 99 problems, and the Rockets are one of them. All right? Chicago smoked them, 120 to 100. The Bulls don't look now, man, but the Bulls are only a couple of games under 500, and I'm telling you what, man, Billy Donovan is just a great coach. He's just a great coach. You know, he is. And, you know, you see what he's doing right now. They don't even have marketing in the lineup, and they, they do this. Levine doesn't go off tonight, and they still win by 20. The Miami Heat starting to put it together a little bit right now. 108-94 win at OKC. OKC are just terrible at home uh, this year for whatever reason. Uh, Utah get back on track, 132-110 over Charlotte. Charlotte were hanging around a lot in that game, and a wild one with the Lakers and the Wizards. The Lakers uh, blew like a 14-point halftime lead, and and then the Wizards blew a late lead. A crazy story and video actually out there of a uh, Oklahoma football player getting beat up, getting beat up in a bathroom, and... It appeared as if though it was Ben Askren. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was Ben Askren. I I thought I thought it was Ben Askren. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not Ben Askren. Ben Askren claims it's not me. It really looks like Ben Askren. <laughs> it really it really looks like Ben Askren. But Ben Askren says he did a video today and he goes, no, man, it's not me. Everyone's asking me about it because it's not me. Yeah, it's not me. And Askren told a funny story about how the cop showed up at his house once saying the same thing, that did you kill someone in a bar last night? Yeah, Oklahoma football player Spencer Jones, I guess he nearly lost his eye. He's uh, getting, uh, he's getting eye surgery. Bring it. Since you were a little kid, you've always loved sports. So have we. One of us. One of us. One of us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's not your wife, it's not your kids, it's not your neighbor, and it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. Yeah, we're just talking about that video of Oklahoma and Oklahoma of the football player um, Spencer Jones. So Oklahoma football player Spencer Jones seemed to be, yeah, he was a taller, he was a bigger dude. He was in this guy's face in a bathroom and he said to his buddy, what do you think? Should we mess these guys up? And, you know, he was mouthing off and he sort of poked this dude who was smaller than him. And then the guy that was smaller than him basically just took him down and started raining down elbows, messed him up pretty good. Um, he damaged his eye pretty good. He's recovering from eye surgery uh, right now. The guy really looked like Ben Askren. So everyone thought it was Ben Askren. It really does look like Ben Askren, but you know, it's not Ben. I think Ben Askren's bigger than this guy. And Ben Askren did a video saying, look at me, do I look like I was in a fight? And like Ben Askren did a video from his gym saying, no, I wasn't, it's not me, <laughs> right? It wasn't me. And then Askren even said that it's happened to him before, that the cops showed up once and said the same thing, that people saw him beat someone up at a bar once and the cops, and it wasn't him and he had to prove, uh, he had to prove that he wasn't even in the country at the time and whatever. So Askren t- did, did a video today. And now Norman police are investigating yet. I really don't know what there is to it. Like, look, if the guy wasn't on the football team, nobody would be investigating anything. A bunch of dumbasses got into a fight in a bathroom at a bar on a Saturday night. It is what it is. Happens all the time. Police don't need to investigate. There's nothing to investigate. Like I said, if this guy wasn't on the football team, they wouldn't care. And I bet you if the guy on the football team beat the crap out of the dude, they wouldn't, you know, oh, no, 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 no. He was self-defense, right? You know, it is what it is. Let it go. If you're Spencer Jones, let it go. You don't want to be pressing charges anyways. You started it. So (laughs) you started it. He finished it. It is what it is. It's happened to everybody. You move on and uh, you learn your lesson. Don't run your mouth in a bathroom next time. Let's bring in George Kurtz. Sports Grid's George Kurtz right now. George knows. Don't run your uh, mouth in a bathroom. What's up, George? Yeah, I think it's safe to say I'm not running my mouth really anywhere, uh, more or less a bathroom. No, you don't leave your compound very often. You have to leave to get into a confrontation. But now usually you're not you don't drink. So, you know, you know, alcohol was involved. I'd be willing to bet neither of any of these parties were sober. Uh, I would not take that bet. I think you're uh, probably right. I think alcohol is definitely involved. It's usually what gives people courage, right? Uh, I guess the guts to do things maybe they wouldn't normally do. Uh, yeah, you know what? Um, no good decisions ever happen after midnight. I think that's the um, <laughs> I think that's the moral of the story. Uh, nothing like you said. Whenever you see any of these players get arrested, or you know, drunk driving, or assault, or anything, anything happens. 
it's never at two in the afternoon, right? It's it's never it's never going to be at two in the afternoon. It's always going to be at two in the morning. It's not going to be at four in the afternoon. It's going to be at four in the morning. It's rare that people are hammered and do stupid things during the day, George. That's the moral of the story as well. Like, especially if you're a somebody. If you're a nobody, uh, the chances are nothing will happen to you, right? But if you're a somebody and you're out there late at night, you're just begging for trouble, bro. Whether you're a big league baseball player, hockey player, college football player, just anybody, if you are somebody that's in the public eye, it's not a good idea to be running your mouth and out in these situations. It happens a lot, man. Even NHL teams, man. Dude, NHL teams used to get into bar fights all the time with people. What was, wasn't that the old Hermit Edwards uh, thing? Uh, yeah, he said, nothing good ever happens at the midnight and think before you hit send. Like, there was a two things that Hermit Edwards always uh, harped on big time, the former coach of the Jets, who's that now at what, Arizona State? Yeah, I should think, uh, I should think before I hit send uh, off it myself, uh, to, to be honest. That's a lesson that I can learn from. I'm not out all that late. There's nothing open. So it's hard to be out and get into trouble when nothing's open. See, that's the problem. Oklahoma's everything open, and kid loses his eye. See, if you guys would uh, be in a shutdown, <laughs> this kid would still have his eye <laughs> right now. So, but uh, it's a crazy world. So as Lisa says, what's the place called? Logies? I can't imagine anything good could happen out of place. Um, I can't imagine anything good can, can happen coming from a place called Logies, no. <laughs> so... But, Matthias, you're a big MMA fan. Tell me when you saw that you didn't think it was Ben Askren. Tell you the truth, Gabe, like right when I saw the video, it reminded me of of a college night in Hawaii. And I I seen it all the time. And I just seen a bunch of young college kids right away. The first thing I saw was Oklahoma (laughs) football player get beat up. I clicked the video. And then I see this small white guy, curly haired. And I'm just like, oh, wow, this this is going to be hilarious. And. I didn't think it was any MMA fighter at all. I, I thought it was young kids, college kids, uh, and the football player, yeah, like you said. Well, that was the thing, too. As, if it really was Ben Askren, I think he would have messed them up more, right? That's the thing. And the kid was smaller. It looks like Ben Askren's little brother. <laughs> I guess is the best way exactly, to put it. Exactly, it was like exactly. a mini It was like a mini Ben Askren. Yeah, it's like a mini Ben Askren. He had the same hair. But it's crazy. He had the same hair and the same face. That's what's like crazy about. I like to see this kid in the future, but uh, nevertheless. So George, I brought this up earlier. It's 41 years to the day today. The miracle on ice. Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles? Do you remember that day? Were you watching uh, that day live? Well, not live, but on tape. Uh, do you remember that day? Yeah, I remember. I did watch the game. I was about 12 years old. Uh... 10, 11 years old. I was 11 years old, so I watched it with my mother. Believe My father was not a hockey fan. I don't even know if he was home at the time, but I remember watching the game with my mother. Uh, I always have to be remo- back when I, when I was younger, younger than this, I always have to be reminded that that wasn't the gold medal game. We had to beat Finland uh, the next game to really win the gold medal, but everyone thinks that is. And I yes. always forget that. That's the part I always forget that, oh, yeah, we had to win another game. That just got us to the gold medal game. But, yes, I do remember watching it. That's what, that's what actually makes it even more impressive that they won the gold medal. Like, especially after such a big win like that against Russia, that they were able to handle their business and beat Finland uh, two days later. 
uh, I believe it was. I don't think it was the next day. I think it might have been two days uh, later. But that they were able to do that, you know, it really was crazy. And, you know, it's just amazing to me. I, I brought it up earlier and last week about, like, the NBA. And the NBA used to be on tape delay, George. Like, the NBA wasn't, like, super popular in the late 70s. You know what I mean? So it wasn't big. They didn't have, like, big national television deal and stuff at the time. And it was on tape delay on CBS, but, like, after the local news type thing. It came on, like, 11.30 at night. Like, you know what I mean? It was already, like, in progress or taped or whatever. Like, they'd start it. And, and same thing. What that's amazing, isn't it, that the Miracle on Ice wasn't live. You know, one of America's greatest sports moments in ABC didn't freaking air it live. And I was in Montreal, George. I was in Montreal, so I actually did see it live. Who <laughs> saw on CBC, right? So I was, and it was one of those deals. I was 10, and I remember being in my grandmother's kitchen. It's crazy how you remember these things. I remember watching the game vividly, but I remember being in my grandmother's kitchen, and it was on the radio. I don't know if I had the news on from like Plattsburgh or whatever, New York, or, and they were like, they were behind. And I remember I thought it was crazy even as a kid. Like asking my grandmother, my grandfather, how can it not be live? And it, I said, how can it be live in Canada and not live in the United States? Right. But it was live in Canada because it was hockey. Right. So it doesn't matter like who's in the big game. They're going to show it, George. Right. But CBC's always been better than the American networks at the Olympics. Yeah, my guess is uh, it's, it's a rating. Right, of course, if they thought it was going to bring money. I mean, maybe they didn't think uh, the US, Team USA would have any chance against uh, Team Russia. Not many people did, if anybody truly did here. Uh, I mean, you have to be the biggest fan of fans to think that uh, uh, Jim Craig and Ned Arugiani are back with the guys who's going to beat uh, the Russian national team. Uh, so I'm guessing that may have gone as well. Yeah, it really is one of the biggest upsets. You guys don't know, man. Those Russians, they didn't lose, man. They never lost. Bring it. Listening to the home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Bon appetit. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loudmouth malcontent. Late night anger master class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Bradson. George Kurt, Sports Grid, uh, kicking it with us uh, right now. Uh, we're just talking about the uh, the Miracle on Ice. Great movie, actually. You've seen the movie, Kurtz, uh, with uh, the, the um, Miracle on Ice? 
Great, uh, great, great movie. I didn't see it for many years, but it was one of those deals where I was like, I got to see this. I got to see this. And when I saw it, I was like, you know what? It's pretty damn good, actually. A lot of sports movies suck, but it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I've seen it. It's with uh, Kurt Russell, right? He plays uh, he plays the yeah, coach, I think. Yeah, so uh, I saw it. I, I mean, as you said, most sports movies are terrible. It was, I'll give you, it was better than most. I don't think it was great, but it was, uh, it was better than most. But then again, I, I judge sport. I, I mean, I can, I can think of maybe five sports movies I've actually liked. There's a few good ones. There's a, there's a, there's a few. Like I said, but, you know, that's a, that's a good one. I'll give it, uh, which sports movies? Did you like Any Given Sunday? Have you seen Any Given Sunday? My favorite uh, football movie would be uh, Longest Yard, the original with Burt Reynolds, not the uh, the remake. Uh, I think football movies are, are hard to make. I mean, uh, I've seen Any Given Sunday, sure. I think it's probably a top three, but I don't, once again, I don't think it's great. I just think it's better than most, which are terrible. I think baseball does the best job as far as making movies. I'm looking right now, they're talking about the biggest upsets in sports history. And the number one upset... Uh, UMBC beating Virginia, a 16 seed beating a one seed. And we should note that one seeds were were 135 and 0 before. They'd never lost. Never lost to a 16 seed before, George. But I can't consider a bunch of ba- a bunch of kids, a basketball, college basketball team having an off night as one of the big the biggest upset in sports history. You know what I mean? It's not the same as Mike Douglas, uh, Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. Now, th- those odds were 42 to 1. It's pretty crazy, George, because I'm looking. So, biggest sports upsets in history, and I've seen them all live, George. Uh, UMBC, Virginia, I saw that game live. I wasn't there, but I watched it. Uh, you know, I was watching it. Buster Douglas, obviously, I wasn't there. It was in, uh, it was in Japan. But I did watch it live. And I, you know what? I didn't have money on it, though. I couldn't get action in on it. I tried, uh, but I was betting with a bookie in those days. And um, no, they didn't have it. And a lot of people talk about that being 42 to 1, but there was like one place in Vegas that had it. Like there was such a big number that people didn't post it. 42 to 1, but I watched that live. Appalachian State beating uh, Michigan basketball, uh, football. Unfortunately, I watched that live. (laughs) Miracle on Ice, I saw that live. New York Giants over the New England Patriots. I saw that live. So I guess I've seen a lot of sports history live, Kurtz. That's pretty amazing. You've seen the top five. Yeah, uh, I've only seen one of those, mainly because I don't watch the other sports all that much here. I think what people have to realize about the Miracle on Ice is you were, it was much, pretty much a bunch of kids playing a professional hockey team. These were not our pro players. You know, back then we didn't send our pros in there. It was a bunch of kids, pretty much, a bunch of no names. I mean, outside of Ken Marlow, none of them made a big, uh, big mark in the NHL. And even Marlow was a defensive defenseman. So for them to beat Team Russia, uh, I mean, that was just—it was unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. Granted, the 16 seed versus the one seed, 135 and 0. Uh, I don't blame people for voting for that. I don't. But, uh, you know, for me, it's always going to be that because I, t- I can't express it enough. You were talking about a bunch of kids, college kids. Hey, go out and beat Team Russia. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, and, and just for the record, so the Soviet Union went into Lake Placid having won four consecutive gold medals. All right, so this is in 1980. 
they won dating back to the 1964 Olympics. So they had they won every gold medal since 1964 in four Olympics following their 1960 bronze. Uh, Soviet teams had gone 27, one and one. They outscored their opponents 175 to 44. In head-to-head matchups against the United States, they outscored them 28 to seven. The uh, Soviet team had never lost a game in Olympic hockey since 1968. Think about that. So rolling into 1980, guys, they hadn't lost a game. So they were 27-1-1 in that one loss. It was in 1968, George. As you stated, I mean, guys, this was the same team that tied the Montreal Canadiens 2-2. All right, so the uh, George is, is known as like one of the best, uh, one of the best hockey games ever played. It's kind of that's what it's. If you look it up, that's what it's called, the best hockey game ever played. And it was the the Montreal Canadiens, um, Stanley Cup teams against the uh, the Russian team. And they used to do this. It was like on New Year's Eve, bro. The Montreal Canadiens used to play Russia every year on New Year's Eve. And one year, man, it was like this serious classic. And that's the same damn team that a bunch of kids that were NCAA players that sucked uh, beat George. That's what makes that so incredible, like you said. It's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely nuts when you think about it. Uh, And, you know, Scotty Farrell was talking tonight about how that game made him a hockey fan. And he didn't really like hockey. He didn't even understand hockey until that game. And, you know, I keep bringing up that they were kids for the Team USA playing in that game. And that's because there really weren't too many players from the United States. There were some, but nowhere near like it was today. I have to think that game also transposed that. to uh, Hockey became more mainstream. It'll never be anywhere near what football, basketball, baseball are. But it became more mainstream because of that game there. It's amazing what that did for... uh, I'm not going to tell you it helped the sport all that much because it's still, you know, fourth place behind everything else. Hell, maybe it's behind soccer. I mean, ESPN dumped it for poker, for crying out loud. So uh, it is what it is there. But uh, it also became the boom as far as... (laughs) I I agree with you. I I think it almost has to. Uh, And they need that. uh, They need ESPN. The NHL, uh, they need to have the uh, let ESPN have a, a show again, NHL Live or NHL Tonight, whatever they called it back then. Let Melrose and Butcher Gross do those things, do their thing. It'll bring. Uh, it, listen, there's nothing they can do to ever approach even baseball. Well, let's forget about football, but it'll help. It has to help more than you know versus and NBCSN and everything else. Yeah, you know what though, the NHL, the NHL still makes a lot of money, George, right? They're not, like you said, they're not those other leagues, but they're still pretty big. Their television, their television ratings continuously sort of climb up. It's not drastic, but there is growth. And the league is pretty stable in the United States, more so than it has been in the past. And as you stated, it all started in 1980. That's what just sort of got it going. And then Wayne Gretzky, Wayne, like you look at Wayne Gretzky going to the Kings, and, you know, what it did for, for hockey in Los Angeles, the Ducks, you know, the movie, the Ducks and their movie, now Las Vegas. I mean, you know, from where it was, put it this way, from where it was in 1980 to where we are now, and it's not even that long, you know, 40 plus years, not that long, from a miracle on ice to, man, team, there's a team on the strip in Las Vegas, George. It has come a long way. And, George, look. You know, look, Canada used to own this stuff, right? You know, you'd think about, like, you know, 
with, you know, international play and stuff, even though Russia won all these Olympics because there wasn't pros in those days and they were sending pros. But look at all the star players that are American now, George, International Hockey League. There's a ton of them. Before, it was only a handful, bro. Now there's a million of them. It, it's come a long way. I mean, it's come a long way, which is somewhat impressive because, let's face it, I mean, baseball is very popular down south. You can play almost all year long. Uh, football, you can play anywhere at any time, pretty much. Same thing with uh, basketball. But as for hockey, you know, it, it's only like a few states. You know, Minnesota, up, up north, of course, it's big here. It's big somewhat here on Long Island. But it's uh, Rhode Island's big here. Boston, Massachusetts, it's big there. But not all over the United States. And for the, uh, for the program to really... Uh, bring up, bring up all these players. These you mentioned, much better. I mean, it's light and day from 1980. Hell, it's light and day from 1990. When you see all the uh, the good players that are being brought up from uh, for hockey now in the, in the United States, it's uh, it's been very impressive, and it all comes from that game. Yeah, it all starts from there. And you know, like I said, the West Coast specifically. You look at Austin Matthews right now, are uh, lighting it up. And, you know, just, you know, it all, like you said, it all started. The Miracle on Ice. I think I'm going to watch the movie again, George. I'll give you an honest review of it. I think you're being too negative about it. I think you're being too negative about the movie. I gotta watch, I'm going to watch it again and give you a real review, Kurtz. What's your favorite hockey movie? My favorite hockey movie? Um, Slapshot. I'll go with Slapshot. See, everybody says that, but I've seen that a million times. I, I like this. The Hanson brothers are great. The part there in the national anthem is hilarious. I'm listening to a song, and he, he yells at the ref, and the fighting is, is great. But other than that, it's a so-so movie, really. Uh, I think for entertainment, yes. I'd probably go more Youngblood with Swayze and Keanu Reeves. I know, once again, it's kind of idiotic with Rob Lowe there. And it bothers me, the fight, uh, the part when they're having the fight with Racky, and they got the sticks swinging at each other. That doesn't happen, of course. But uh, I thought it was a more, more entertaining movie. Uh, you know what? Um, I can't. I'm not going to be able to agree. I'm going to have to go with Slapshot. Come on, man. It's Paul Newman. I know. I'm, I'm Paul in Newman the minority. And, and, I know yeah. that. Paul Paul Newman. I know. I'm thinking, though, how many good hockey movies are there? <laughs> like, how many hockey movies are there? You know, like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, there's a few. What was the one um, in Alaska? I can't remember the one. Was, was it Alaska something? That was pretty good. Uh, Mystery Alaska? That's it. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah, these guys are playing on a pile of out there. Good, but it was all right. Um, Indian Horse. The only four. Slapshot. Legend number 17. Miracle. Miracle on us is voted the number one hockey movie. You know what? They're not including one, though, George. You know, there's like a good movie about uh, the Summit Series. Canada versus Russia. Don Cherry has a hockey movie that's very good, actually, too. The Late Night Anger Management Class. Bring it. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, listen, I need some cash. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. What? The late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Just quickly, as far as hockey movies is concerned, I just uh, thought of one during uh, during the break. Really good one. Bon Cop, uh, Bad Cop. It's a French and English movie, but there's like subtitles and they they mix English, speaking English and French in the movie. You might like it, uh, Kurtz. So uh, basically, the gist of it, um, the uh, the gist of it is is that um, the Quebec Nordiques moved to, um, moved to Colorado and people in Quebec aren't happy. And when Gary Bettman's out of game in Montreal, he gets kidnapped and put in a trunk. He gets taken hostage and like tortured and stuff. Yeah, Bettman didn't like it. Like Bettman was not a fan. And they didn't care though. Like, Bet- Bettman's not popular in Quebec. Yeah, no wonder they, they don't get the Nordiques back, right? Like, Bettman's not popular in Quebec. So, and, and instead, uh, you know what his name is in the movie? Gary Butman. <laughs> 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 Commissioner Butman. And they basically got, like, a midget to play him. Except, <laughs> like, they they tie him up and stuff, bro. And, like, it's really bad, like... He basically gets blown up at the end. Like it's like it's it's over the top type thing, but it's not a parody. It's actually like a real movie. Yeah, the NHL they weren't happy with it at all. So uh, so basically, there's like a serial. There's a killer. Each murder victim is connected to uh, to hockey. The film uses the parodies of the National Hockey League team owners, players, and whoever, rather than the real league. Um, the tattoo killer calls in the show and threatens the police officers. Uh, that he kidnaps, uh, he kidnaps uh, the commissioner of the National Hockey League. Um, very, it's very entertaining. It's actually, it's it's a funny movie, uh, Kurtz. It's very, very well done. And um, as you stated, if you don't like Gary Bettman, you'll really get a laugh out of it. Like you know, like I said, they basically instead of Bettman, it's Gary Butman, but they kidnap him and they don't treat him very well. <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't treat him very well in the movie. The bone, that's, bone cop, uh, bad cop. That's what it's called. I may have to check that out just for because uh, if you know hockey, you will find it funny. You'll know of a little digs they're making here. Uh, during the break, I did think of a football movie that I liked a lot, and that'd be North Dallas Forty. Yeah, yeah, classic. That's a classic. Yeah, you know what, George? You'll like this movie because, like I said, it is so hockey related. Like there's. The first, whatever, the first half hour is sort of like a cop movie. It's a cop buddy movie type thing. But then it turns into the crime that they investigate is the the kidnapping of the commissioner. <laughs> and, and it's sort of like a comedy, dark comedy type thing. But it is extremely uh, well done. So, uh, Kurtz, 
This is pretty crazy. I know nobody loves baseball as much as you do. So spring training baseball, Kurt, starts Sunday, next Sunday, February the 28th. We've got baseball. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware the Yankees are on. I'm sure they're on the Yes Network. I'll be watching. Pretty much I'll have the MLB Network. I'll be on 24-7 because they replay all the games. Yeah, you know, uh, it'll, it'll be on. I will be paying a lot of attention, mind you. I mean, listen, it is what it is. The first couple of dates, oh, baseball's back. It's great. And then by what? March 10th, you're like, oh, God, can we start the regular season already? I can't take this anymore. And now what? Some of the games can go five innings. Some can go seven. Some can go nine. I guess the, the manager's going to make an agreement before the game how they're going to do this to uh, save pitching or whatever it might be. So uh, it is what it is. I'm happy baseball's back. I will be watching, yes, but not truly, you know, like, oh, glued to my TV and watching every game. Let's face it, even during the regular season, I'm not necessarily glued to every pitch. The rivalry b- r- begins, Kurtz. Sunday, 105, Blue Jays, Yankees. Let's go. Blue Jays, Yankees. Blue Jays going to kick their ass. <laughs> they're going to play. Remember, uh, they're only playing just a certain amount of teams now because they're not traveling all over Florida anymore for COVID. The Blue Jays and Yankees going to play each other, what, seven, eight times in spring training. And really, they're going to season against each other as well. My God, that's going to uh, be interesting. You know, I'm not rooting for it to happen. But, uh, boy, pitch gets away from a pitcher or two. You can see some really interesting uh, stuff here with these teams playing each other so many times. They're going to hate each other. That's what I was going to say, George. It's going to be like a hockey series. They're going to end up hating each other, like, early. <laughs> like You know what I mean? I like it. But all kidding aside, so do you bet on this? Do you bet on uh, preseason baseball at all? I've dabbled, sure. But like I said, how are you going to do it this year, Gabe? We don't know. How, are they going to tell us before the game how, how deep the game is going? Is it going to go five innings, seven? Will we even know? I mean, it's so tough to bet on preseason uh, spring training baseball because you don't know when the manager is going to take people out. Is a starting pitcher? Is, is Garrett Cole going 15 pitches the first game? That means nothing. Yeah. How long until we get the guys who no one's ever heard of? And I know the minor leagues, and I won't know most of the guys that you know that come in the fifth, sixth inning here. Uh, Joe Schmo. Oh yeah, yeah, good. You don't you don't know what's going to happen here. So it's really just a guessing game. And also, some teams care about it. Some teams don't. You know, the Yankees for years. I mean, you had to win under George Steinbrenner. Right, it didn't matter, especially if you played the Mets and when the Tampa Bay came around, you had to win those spring training games. But other than that, yeah, the Magic tend not to care all that much. It doesn't mean anything. So it's so tough to bet on spring training or preseason oh, football, spring yeah. training, hockey. It's all. It's very tough for me to bet on any kind of serious money. I think you could argue that spring training, spring training is the toughest in a preseason. NFL preseason is you can make money on it. Yeah, I don't know. They're making a mockery of this stuff all the time with shortening these games. Like, you guys want to get paid, but you don't really want to play. They all agree to get to the seven-inning doubleheader type of stuff, and you know that's never turning back, right? Like, that's, you know, you know, you know that's never turning back. But numbers are starting to get posted uh, right now for baseball, and um, uh, we got some futures up. I actually thought that the, the Yankees price was interesting as far as their, the division was concerned. Uh, the Yankees are minus 195 to win the division. The Blue Jays are plus 360. The Rays are plus 400. I'll tell you what, the Blue Jays are a pretty loaded baseball team, Kurtz. I'm not so sure that they should be that big at uh, plus 360. Uh, you're, what do you think of the Yankees at minus 195? Are you willing to lay that? I, 
I mean, when it comes to the Yankees, we all know what the issue is going to be, right? I mean, my God, that pitching staff, it's a hope and a prayer, right? I mean, Cole will be great, no doubt about that. But then Kluber's thrown one inning the past two years. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work out real well for you. You know, and he's getting $11 million. I thought that was silly. Italian was out last year. Uh, Severino will come back. Well, that'll be June, July. And generally, you know, after Tommy John, you're not good your first year. You're certainly not the player you used to be. And then you're going to rely on Montgomery, Garcia, uh, Domingo Germán, who's got all sorts of issues because of what he did. Zach Britton has already come out against him. And then their top... Uh, minor leaguer, as far as pitching is concerned, Clark Schmidt, he has to be shut down now for about a month with an elbow injury. Uh, not UCL. It's not the UCL, so it's not Tommy John. He's already had that, actually. But he's going to be shut down for a while. I mean, Kluber, Talion, Severino? Yeah. Uh, good luck. I mean, really good luck. There's not a lot of depth here at starting pitching. Uh, maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't here. I think they will win with division because they're deep. You know, and they can if they have to go out and get somebody, they will. But the Blue Jays are an interesting team. My only problem with the Blue Jays is uh, their pitching is a wing and a prayer too. They're going to have to out hit. They're the, the late '80s Yankees. All right, they're going to win a lot of games, nine, eight, ten, nine, because you know Ryu's a nice guy, but I don't think he's any threat. Nate Pearson, I think eventually will be an ace. Don't know what's going to be this year. Ray Roark, Mats. I mean Anthony Kay. Uh, and once again, it's a lot of high-scoring games because this team's going to hit the crap out of the ball. I mean, Springer, Biggio, I mean, you go on and on, Sevian, Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero, Jansen can hit behind the plate, and they got a, what, a youngster who's even going to be better than him. This team can hit the daylights out of the ball, but they're going to have to. I think, you know, but that's, you know, at least, though, I can live with their pitchers. Pearson's got a good young talent. Robbie Ray is hit or miss. Tanner Roark, as crazy as it sounds, has the same numbers as Trevor Bauer does in his career. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's crazy. We showed like the, the comparison of these guys. It's crazy how similar they actually are. You wouldn't think of it. And now they bring in Steven Matz as well. But at least, you know what I mean, they're, they're acknowledging who they are. And we're going to try to slug you to death. And I'm going to tell you, it's quite a murderer's row, as you mentioned, man. Uh, and nice signings, man. Marcus Simeon was a nice signing. You bring in George Springer. Uh, who's won before. So, uh, you know, you look at that outfield uh, and DH, you know, Guriel, Springer, Grishuk, T. Oscar Hernandez. You look at that infield, Bichette, Biggio, Simeon, Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, Jansen behind the plate. You're not going to find many lineups, bro. Like, that's a top five lineup in Major League Baseball, like as far as the, the offense is concerned. Like, who's got better than that? Dodgers, oh, yeah, I think San top Diego. Five is actually underselling it. Yeah, top three. Like, you know, who's better? Who could you argue who's has better? a better lineup than that? Dodgers? Maybe. Dodgers? Padres? San maybe. Diego? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Certainly a lot of top talent on San Diego. The Yankees will certainly be right there uh, with the lineup. But that's a that's a devastating lineup. I do wonder this. Uh, once again, this is sort of the unknown here. How long are they playing in Dunedin for? I mean, if they're not going to be allowed back into Toronto the, the entire Word season, is they'll August. die in Dunedin. Word is, is August. They'll die August. in Dunedin. That's too hot. It's too hot to play outdoor baseball there all year long. You'll die. You know, they, they'll, maybe they'll move to Buffalo at some point. That could very well be. It solves the problem there. Uh, but I do wonder how that's going to go. And the ball will fly out of that ballpark in the summer, too. I mean, there's going to be runs galore. We're going to be looking at the overtotals in these games all the time. DFS, you're going to want to start these players if you can get a good yeah. price here. Uh, if you're drafting in fantasy, you better look at your Blue Jays very hard to draft early and often. 
Yeah, you, we might get like some 13 and a half totals. If that if that minor league park like uh, plays to the over and stuff, right? It could become a launching pad. And uh, especially in that Florida heat as well, man. It's going to be hot as hell and the ball the ball like really could fly. Man, yeah, the Blue Jays definitely going to be taking a look at the overs. Just, you know, they're so deep offensively that if a couple of guys are are slump uh, in a slump or struggling, it's still dangerous, Kurtz. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine a pitcher, man. You slip up, man. You slip up, and the ball's going to be uh, it's going to be over the wall. It's that simple. It's not going to be fun. I mean, it's not going to be any kind of fun at all for anybody to face this lineup. Like, there's no easy outs here. There are guys who are going to strike. I mean, uh, Grychuk's not nothing great there, but he can hit a home run at any time. You know, Gurriel sort of gets overlooked as how, how good he was last year. Hernandez sort of the same thing here. You know, because we, we only think about the big players here and the big signing of Springer, who's going to be should be fantastic. Uh, and I, Springer, I love yeah. Bichette, by the way. I think this kid's, this kid's going to be a superstar. Yeah, no, they're they. I got to give them credit. They're really they're they've really put this thing together. Will the pitching be enough? You know that that's the question mark. Uh, we have a baseball guest on, Jason B. Takafen, uh, former uh, GM uh, in the minors. He won some championships too. Smart guy, and he had a good point about about the Jays' division, George, and the ballparks that they play in. Yankee Stadium, Hitters Park, Fenway, Hitters Park. Um, they're not at Rogers right now. They're playing in you know Buffalo or Florida, whatever hitters parks. So basically, he said, you know what? You're almost better off. Look at all the times the the Red Sox spent money on arms, and it didn't help, right? They get lit up in Boston at Yankee Stadium and stuff. So you know, he basically said the Jays just are going with what they are. They're gonna try to outscore you. They're admitting it. We're gonna try to outscore you, and man, they're gonna routinely put seven, eight runs up on the board. I think this game. It could get crazy. All right, we'll wrap up with Kurt. A couple overnight hockey picks on the way out. Bring it. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Like that anger back for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Dave O'Brien. George, the overnight uh, NHL lines right now. Buffalo Sabres plus 108 against the Devils. Uh, Sabres lost to the Islanders tonight. Totals five and a half. Uh, 
Blackhawks plus 114 against the Blue Jackets, minus 134, totals five and a half. Uh, Montreal Canadiens, minus 230, and uh, Canadians had a rough uh, weekend. Uh, people coming down on them hard uh, right now. Their uh, hot start is a thing of the past. So uh, Canadians are still big favorites, minus 230, total six and a half. Penguins, plus 104. Uh, Capitals, minus 122, total is six and a half there. And uh, Nashville are minus 166, road favorites in Detroit. Total five and a half. What are your, what's your opinion on the overnight uh, NHL lights? Yeah, I'm going to take the under in the Buffalo game tomorrow. I don't like the games tomorrow. It's really not too many great games. I do like Montreal, but I'm going to need a parlay partner, and I can't find one right now. So we'll see how that works out there. And I might just go strictly underdogs tomorrow. I'm not so sure why any of these teams are favored. How is Nashville minus 166 versus anybody? I might just throw some money on the underdog, Detroit plus 140. We'll see what Washington's going to do in goal here as well before I bet Pittsburgh. But I might just go the underdogs tomorrow. There's, there's just nothing that's speaking to me here. So Chicago, they could be Columbus. I don't think. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, you know what? Chicago have been playing good hockey. And you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, George. You know, Brian Burke, Brian Burke and Ron Hextall aren't on the ice. Uh, but there has been a change since the change of general manager and uh, and how they're running things there. And I'll tell you what, the Penguins, Penguins have played uh, three straight unders uh, right now. 3-2 against the Islanders, 4-1 against the Islanders, 3-1 against um, against Washington. We got six and a half here. Pittsburgh had been playing to the under as of late. Something to keep your eye on. George, always a pleasure. Thanks for stepping up and in. Anytime. Have a great week. George Kurtz. Late night anger management class. Rick Saratella, the NFL Draft Bible, will step up and in. Level three, bring it. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.